Thunder and Anasi from West African Folktales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Eva Marie Quinones. There had been a long and severe famine in the land where Anasi lived. He had been quite unable to obtain food for his poor wife and family. One day, gazing desperately out to sea, he saw rising from the mists of the water a tiny island with a tall palm tree upon it. He determined to reach this tree, if any means proved possible, and climb it, in the hope of finding a few nuts to reward him. How to get there was the difficulty. This, however, solved itself when he reached the beach, for there lay means to his hand in the shape of an old broken boat. It certainly did not look very strong, but Anasi decided to try it. His first six attempts were unsuccessful. A great wave dashed him back onto the beach each time he tried to put off. He was persevering, however, and at the seventh trial was successful in getting away. He steered the battered old boat as best he could, and at length reached the palm tree of his desire. Having tied the boat to the trunk of the tree, which almost grew straight out of the water, he climbed towards the nuts. Plucking all he could reach, he dropped them, one by one, down to the boat. To his dismay, however, everyone missed the boat and fell, instead, to the water, until only the last one remained. This he aimed even more carefully than the others, but it also fell into the water and disappeared from his hungry eyes. He had not even tasted one, and now all were gone. He could not bear the thought of going home empty-handed, so, in his despair, he threw himself into the water, too. To his complete astonishment, instead of being drowned, he found himself standing on the sea bottom in front of a pretty little cottage. From the latter came an old man who asked Anasi what he wanted so badly that he had to come to Thunder's cottage to seek it. Anasi told his tale of woe, and Thunder showed himself most sympathetic. He went into the cottage and fetched a fine cooking pot, which he presented to Anasi, telling him that he needed never be hungry again. The pot would always supply enough food for himself and his family. Anasi was most grateful and left Thunder with many thanks. Being anxious to test the pot at once, Anasi only waited till he was again seated at the old boat to say, Pot, pot, what you used to do for your master, do now for me. Immediately, good food of all sorts appeared. Anasi ate a hearty meal, which he very much enjoyed. On reaching land again, his first thought was to run home and give all his family a good meal from his wonderful pot. A selfish, greedy fear prevented him. What if I should use up all the magic of the pot on them and have nothing more left for myself? Better keep a pot a secret. Then I could enjoy the meal when I want one. So, his mindful of this thought, he hid the pot. He reached home, pretending to be utterly worn out with fatigue and hunger. There was not a grain of food to be had anywhere. His wife and poor children were weak with want of it, but selfish Anasi took no notice of that. He congratulated himself at the thought of his magic pot, now safely hidden in his room. There he retired from time to time when he felt hungry and enjoyed a good meal. His family got thinner and thinner, but he grew plumper and plumper. They began to suspect some secret, 
and determined to find it out. His eldest son, Kweku Tisin, had the power of changing himself into any shape he chose, so he took the form of a tiny fly and accompanied his father everywhere. At last, Anasi, feeling hungry, entered his room and closed the door. Next, he took the pot and had a fine meal. Having replaced the pot in its hiding place, he went out on the pretense of looking for food. As soon as he was safely out of sight, Kweku Tisin fetched out the pot and called all his hungry family to come at once. They had as good a meal as their father had had. When they had finished, Miss Anasi, to punish her husband, said she would take the pot down to the village and give everybody a meal. This she did, but alas, in working to prepare so much food at one time, the pot grew too hot and melted away. What was to be done now? Anasi would be so angry. His wife forbade everyone to mention the pot. Anasi returned, ready for his supper, and, as usual, went into his room, carefully shutting the door. He went to the hiding place. It was empty. He looked all around in consternation. No pot was to be seen anywhere. Someone must have discovered it. His family must be the culprits. He would find a means to punish them. Saying nothing to anyone about the matter, he waited till morning. As soon as it was light, he started off towards the shore, where an old boat lay. Getting into the boat, it started of its own accord and glided swiftly over the water, straight for the palm tree. Arrived there, Anasi attached the boat bef as before and climbed the tree. This time, unlike the last, the nuts almost fell into his hands. When he aimed them at the boat, they fell easily into it, not one, as before, dropping into the water. He deliberately took them and threw them overboard, immediately jumping after them. As before, he found himself in front of Thunder's cottage, with Thunder waiting to hear his tale. This he told, the old man showing the same sympathy as he had previously done. This time, however, he presented Anasi with a fine stick and bade him goodbye. Anasi could scarcely wait till he got in the boat, so anxious he to try the magic properties of his new gift. Stick, stick, he said, what you used to do for your master, do for me also. The stick began to beat him so severely that, in a few minutes, he was obliged to jump into the water and swim ashore, leaving the boat and stick to drift away where they pleased. Then he returned sorrowfully homeward, bemoaning his many bruises and wishing he had acted more wisely from the beginning. End of Thunder and Anasi